Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Lance. I'm an entrepreneur, social media strategist, keynote speaker, and author. But my most important role is wife and mom to our adorable two boys. I run our company, Katie Lance Consulting, side-by-side with my husband, Paul, and our passion is to help real estate professionals get smarter about how they use social media. Our Get Social Smart Academy has helped thousands of real estate agents and brokers take back their time and hone their social media strategy. Now, you may know me from social media, or maybe you've seen me from stage, or maybe this is your first time meeting me. In this podcast, I'm excited to share with you my success stories and take you behind the scenes into how I got where I am, how I've built our company, how I juggle being a wife, mom, business owner, and so much more. You'll hear from me, but also we'll be showcasing some of the great people we get the pleasure to work with inside of our academy. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, social media geek like me, real estate pro, or a mom, or maybe all of the above, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. You're listening to episode 52 of the Katie Lance podcast. And in this episode, we have a special episode in store for you. So I recently had the opportunity to interview Karen Carr. Karen is a real estate professional. She is a rock star when it comes to real estate and when it comes to YouTube. She is the best-selling author of the book, YouTube for Real Estate Agents. And I had the pleasure of interviewing her over on Facebook Live. We did a deep dive into YouTube and how real estate agents can stop chasing leads and start attracting business through YouTube. She gave some great tips if you are a beginner and you're a little bit nervous to get on camera, or maybe you're someone listening to this who has been on YouTube for a while and you're stuck and you have like 50 subscribers, 100 subscribers, and you're like, how do I get more? How do I get more views? Karen is amazing. She gets leads every single day directly from YouTube, and she does a great job of breaking it down. So this episode is a recording of that Facebook Live. So as you hear this, just know that 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 this recording is from Facebook Live. Uh, but I thought it was so valuable that I wanted to share it with you here today. So take a listen, and I'm also going to link her book in the show notes below. Highly encourage you to get her book. It is in a great read. It's an easy read. Her book is about 80 or so pages, so you can finish it in, uh, you know, in, in just a few hours. Well worth the cost. So take a listen to the episode. Uh, pick up a copy of her book. Like I said, that link will be in the show notes below. And then reach out to me. I would love to hear what you think of this podcast, what you think uh, about this conversation about YouTube for real estate agents. I would also love for you to connect with me over on YouTube. You might be listening to this and not even realizing that we have a YouTube channel. So if you go to youtube.com forward slash Katie Lance Consulting, youtube.com forward slash Katie Lance Consulting, we would love if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel, especially if you're in real estate and especially if you are thinking about how you can uh, be smarter when it comes to social media. We have new videos that come out each and every week. All right, here we go on with the episode. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's Facebook Live. My name is Katie Lance, founder and CEO of Katie Lance Consulting and the Get Social Smart Academy. And I am so excited for our special Facebook Live interview today. We have a really special treat for all of you today. Uh, I am excited to interview someone that I've known online for quite some time. She is a real estate rock star. She's with Keller Williams out in Georgia, and she has written the most amazing book that all of you need a copy of. It is called YouTube for Real Estate Agents. Please welcome Karen Carr. Thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. I have to feel say I feel like I'm being interviewed by Oprah because <laughs> I've been following you for a very long time. And then to be asked to be on your show, I was like, what? Katie, want to interview me? This is so cool. Well, I'm super excited to have you today. And I'm excited that you said yes. Uh, you know, when you came out with this book, I was like, amen, somebody wrote the book about this because I get asked all the time about YouTube. And as I was sharing with you, we do a lot of training on YouTube, but I, I love that you literally wrote the book about it. So uh, before we dive into the interview, I'm just going to double check, make sure we are actually live. We are broadcasting and, and just making sure that, you know, how it goes with Facebook, <laughs> that uh, things are actually rocking and rolling. Hold on, let me turn that down so I can actually uh, 
not hear myself twice. All right, perfect. Uh, those of you who are watching us live, give us a thumbs up. Let us know that you can hear us okay. Uh, comment below, you know, let us know where you're tuning in from. I know we have some folks tuning in from uh, literally all over. Uh, which is really exciting. And if you're watching this later on the replay, make sure you comment below and uh, let us know that you watched the replay. I'm going to give a, a shout out to a few people who are watching us live right now. I can see Susan Hall is here, Pam Stair is here, Rosa uh, Pira is here, Deborah's here, Jason's here. They said, I can hear you perfect. Awesome. Well, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. So, uh, Karen, for people who don't know you, maybe you can just give a quick little like 30 seconds about who you are, why you wrote the book just a little bit of a background for people. You bet. So I've been licensed since 2005. I was in Northern California, actually not far away from where you are, Katie. And I was in, it was back during the crash. I was doing a lot of bank foreclosed listings. Then in 2013, we decided to move cross country to be closer to my family. And that just happened to be at the same time that all of the REO listings were going away because now the housing crash was recovering and there really weren't any more REOs. So not only did I move to a new market, but my main source of business went poof. And so I got to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and I was like, okay, where are all my listings? And they didn't come. And then the next month they didn't come. And I started to panic and said, I literally do not know how to prospect. I have not had to prospect for business since my first year in real estate. And I'm in a new market where I have no market share, at least in my old market. You know, people saw my signs everywhere. So if I had to start prospecting, at least I had the name recognition. I had nothing. And then after a year there of like pounding my head against the wall going, oh my gosh, nothing I'm trying is working. My husband got transferred to Atlanta and I got to do it yet all over again. So I started making videos. I don't know why. I just one day I thought I'm super early to an appointment. I'm going to record a video explaining what the difference is between a home inspection and an appraisal because I get asked that a lot and I'll just upload it to YouTube. And then when people ask me the question, I can just send them the link to the video. And I started doing that more frequently. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of exploded where people started saying, I found your YouTube videos. I've watched them all. I feel like I know you already. We want to buy a house. Will you help us? And I just had this epiphany of, oh my gosh, they're, they're coming to me having already chosen to work with me. I don't have to give them my unique value proposition. I don't have to tell them why I'm better than my competitors. I don't have to answer all of these objections. Why should I use you when you've only lived here for a year or two? And instead, they were saying, oh, will you take me on as a client? What do I have to do to get you to work with me? And I thought, I'm really onto something. So I decided I would make one video a week and put it on YouTube and just see what happens. And within six months, that's where almost all of my business was coming from. Wow. So what year was this that you started? That was, let's see, I started uploading the videos probably sometime in like 2016. But it was June of 2017, where I decided to start going every single week, I would make one video a week, and I would post it every week on the same day of the week. So two and a half years ago. Wow. And so did you did you notice a difference in just posting at the same day every single week? Is that something that you'd recommend, kind of that consistency? Absolutely. I think the YouTube algorithm almost looks at it like a TV show. So if you, you know, if you turned on the TV to watch Scandal on Thursday nights and one day it wasn't on and when it was on instead, you'd be like, what? I what happened? Watch. <laughs> so I really feel like being consistent has been probably 50% of the success that I've had on YouTube is just making sure that my posting schedule is Monday morning at 9 a.m. and I post a video every Monday morning at 9 a.m. without fail. I don't not do it because it's Christmas. I don't not do it because I have a cold. I don't not do it because I went on vacation. It yeah. gets, and I've only missed one day in two and a half years. Wow, good for you. That is awesome. So let's talk a little bit about that process. Do you record your videos every single week or? You know, I, I was chatting with you about this before we went live. I'm, I'm a big fan of like batching, right? Because if I'm gonna do my hair and makeup and like do one video, I feel like I might as well do four or five. That doesn't always work for everybody. What, what is your process as far as recording? 
well, batch processing has saved my bacon on multiple occasions. So let me tell you, I was doing it weekly when I first started. And then yeah. one day, like you said, I thought, I gotta like get all camera ready and turn on the lights and turn on the microphone. Why don't I just record three or four videos back to back and yeah. be done with it for a month? And so that's what I started doing. And that was much easier. I mean, you can block out an hour and a half and record four videos yeah. and do one day a month. It's not that much time. And how do you, uh, as far as your content, now, one of the things we teach is we, we, I'm a big believer of kind of like having like an editorial calendar, right? We sit down at kind of the beginning of the year and plan out, you know, basically 52 weeks of content. And of course, I might move things around if I'm not sort of feeling it, you know, with this piece of content, we'll kind of move it around. Do you go to that extreme where you're kind of like planning out all of your content or when you sit down and you're like, okay, thinking about what are the four I'm going to record for the month? Oh, Katie, if only I were that organized. No, <laughs> I do not have a content calendar. I have a glorious content calendar in reality. But what I do have is a niche. So I picked, yeah. I figured if I'm going to have a channel, I don't need to be an all-purpose real estate agent because that's what we all are, right? We're all yeah. residential real estate agents in our market. What can you do that will separate you from everybody else? And I thought, my husband is retired military, so I'm going to make my niche military. And specifically, people that are being relocated to Savannah to be at Hunter Army Airfield or Fort Stewart. So I figured, okay, if I'm, that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the person who is a buyer, who is moving to the area, they don't know anything about it, and they're in the military, what would those people want to learn about? Yeah. And I just have kind of a running list. Um, you know, I do have a little red notebook where if the, the mood strikes, I'm like, oh, I just had a great idea. I write it down or just the notes app on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I will think of things that are how to buy a house with your VA loan. Will my base housing allowance cover my mortgage payment? Um, I talk about things like, we live in a hurricane prone area. Do I have to have flood insurance? How do I find out if the house that I'm looking at would require flood insurance and how much would that cost? So I'm just trying to educate them about living in our area and lots of neighborhood tours, showing them what it looks like, um, what, the, what the cost of living is like here. How does it compare? If you're moving here from Boston, how will the cost of living compare? And I can go on a, a site like NerdWallet and say, according to NerdWallet, if you make 80,000 in Boston, you only have to make 40,000 in Savannah to have the same quality of life. So you yeah. can literally make half the amount of money and still have the same quality of life. But I don't think your salary is gonna be cut totally in half. This is not military people because their salaries are set, but like anybody that is relocating here. Um, you don't have to, you can, you can take a reduction in pay because, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area is a lot more expensive than Savannah. So they're not going to pay you as much, but they're probably not going to pay you half. So even if you did take like, I don't know, a 25% pay cut, you're still going to come out ahead because the cost of living is so much less here. And just kind of talking about what it's like to live in this area, because what I found was if I'm trying to target people that already live in this area, they're not going on Google to do research because they already live here and they already know that. The yeah. people that are doing the Google research are the people that are not yet familiar with the area. And that brings me to another great point, which is if you have a video that's doing very well on YouTube, it can also show up on the front page of Google for free because Google owns YouTube and Google wants to promote its own content. So it's a great way for you to dominate Google totally for free, zero dollars in ad spend, but you're not only doing like restaurant reviews and highlighting local businesses, you are speaking to the person that says, I am interested in buying or selling a house in this market, probably in the foreseeable future. So you're not only getting views and subscribers, you're getting actual clients from it too. Yeah, and I love that you talk about really like leaning into your niche. Uh, you know, I. I talk to a lot of agents about this and I think a lot of times the fear is that you're going to lose business because you right. are so specific and uh, I think I could probably not, not to speak for you but I would imagine that if anything probably you being more specific with your niche 
has probably brought you more business, I would imagine. Absolutely. It's funny because, like I said, my niche was going to be military buyers. The first lead I got was a seller who was not in the military. The second lead I got was a seller who was in the military and he was being transferred to Fort Eustace and needed to sell his house. So it does not alienate everybody else. What it does is allow you to figure out how can I give my marketing message a laser focus to the people that I really want to have hear me? Other people still hear it too. It just makes it easier for you to attract the ideal person. It also makes it easier for you to come up with content ideas. Absolutely. So I know there's, there's, I would say there's two different types of people who are probably watching this right now. And by the way, if you're watching live, make sure you say hi, comment below. I'm going to be hopping in the comments later to, to, uh, chat with all of you so I can see lots of you are tuning in, which is awesome. Um, so I feel like there's two different people, types of people watching. The first type of person is someone who maybe is camera shy, they're not really on video a whole lot, they're still trying to figure out the whole camera, getting on camera situation, beginner. And then we have someone who, who I would imagine is a, a little bit more advanced. I can see from people in the chat right now that there's people who I know have a YouTube channel and they wanna grow it and like get more subscribers. You know, They're stuck with like 20 views of video and, and things like that. So Give a few beginner tips for that person who's like nervous to get on camera. And then let's talk a little bit about maybe some advanced tips for how to grow subscribers, how to kind of like, you know, take your YouTube to that next level where you are getting those leads on a consistent basis. Sure. All right. So for the beginners that are afraid to get on camera, here's the deal. If a buyer called you and said, I found you online. I just got pre-approved for half a million dollars. I'm coming to town on Friday. I'm leaving on Monday. I want to be under contract on a house by Monday. Are you really going to say, I'm sorry, I can't meet with you because I have to lose 10 pounds. So I'm not going to lose 10 <laughs> That's just silly, right? So what's the difference between meeting them in person versus meeting them over a video? You look how you look, you sound how you sound. Like, seriously, there's no point stressing over it. If you feel like you need to lose weight, okay, fine. You decide, what am I going to do to lose a few pounds? But you're not going to stay in your house until you hit your goal weight. And being right. on camera is no different. So I have a very expensive camera. It's super fancy. It looks like this. <laughs> really? I record 90% of my videos either on my phone or on my iPad. I did go out and buy a big fancy camera. It was so intimidating. I never use it. I don't know what all the lenses are for. Every time I turn it on, I have to go get the user's manual because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I said, this is stupid for me. So yeah. I just use my phone. Um, I do recommend that you have a microphone that plugs into the headphones jack or it's a Bluetooth, so just little earbuds, just because you don't want to be yelling across the room to your phone. But really, I'm talking like a $15 microphone from Amazon would be just fine. Yeah. So you need to have some decent lighting. If you want to sit in front of a window, that's awesome. If you want to have a little ring light, if you want to have um, a couple of those, like, it's like an umbrella on a tripod back in the day at the Sears Portrait Studio. <laughs> those things. You, know, yes. you can get two of those for 50 bucks or less on Amazon. Um, they're just large. They take up a lot of room. So the ring light seems to be great because it doesn't take up very much room and the light is very flattering. And then that's it. You just got to... Make yourself do it over and over and over again until it no longer feels like, oh my gosh, this is a train wreck. Is anybody ever going to watch this stupid video? And it might take 20 or 30 videos before you stop feeling that way. And that's totally normal. Every big person on YouTube that you watch, everybody felt that way at the beginning. Nobody started like, I'm awesome from day one. Nobody. Exactly. Right? It comes totally. From it comes from sheer repetition and it's not live. So if you screw up, you can stop and start over again and you can edit out the mistakes. It's totally okay. So for instance, if I were saying in my video, hey everyone, my name is Karen Carr. I am a realtor in Savannah, Georgia. And then my phone rings or the starts, or the Amazon guy rings the doorbell and you're like, <laughs> you just take a breath. You wait for the phone to stop ringing, and then you start over again. And then yeah. when you sit down to edit your video, you just remove the mistake. It's not hard to edit a video. It's pretty simple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, especially with so many of the apps that are out there. I, you know, I, I love using like very simple apps. I use like Video Shop or Videorama. Those are both like free, easy apps that you can just like 
easily, especially if you're doing everything on your phone, uh, you know, just kind of edit out some of those, uh, you know, little bloopers <laughs> that might happen. Right. And yeah. you know what? Sometimes the bloopers are the people's favorite part because it yeah. makes it very human and very yeah. relatable and very real. And I get people totally. telling me that all the time is you just come across as so normal and genuine, not yeah. like, look at me, I'm a big fancy agent making millions of dollars a year. Like, you know, I love to watch Ryan Serhant, but I can't relate to that. The yeah. guy makes like a thousand dollars a minute or something in his <laughs> million dollar suit. And I'm, I can't really relate to that because that's not my life. And I think yeah. that that's how the viewers feel too. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see somebody so glossy and slick, but yeah. they relate to you when you're much more realistic and down to earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, if you just tuned in, I am chatting with Karen Carr, the author of the coolest book, YouTube for Real Estate Agents. It is awesome. We're going to give you guys a link in a few minutes here. Um, welcome, welcome. We've got a big audience live with us today, which, awesome. is, which is super exciting. So shout out to all of you who are, who are who are tuning in. I can see lots of you commenting and, and chiming in in the chat. Those of you who are watching live, and even if you're watching later on the replay, let me know in the chat, yes or no, if you have a YouTube channel. Give me a yes, give me a no. If you do, and if you do, drop the link to your YouTube in the comments below so we can take a peek at it later. And, uh, you know, if you're at the beginning stages, it's all good. We all started somewhere. <laughs> So, Karen, I love the beginner tips. I think that's awesome. I totally agree with you. I mean, I did hundreds and hundreds of videos just with my phone. I only recently this year started using a big fancy camera, and it is intimidating. So you don't need all that equipment for sure. Right. Um, I really don't. And if you're no. totally intimidated by the thought of editing your video, you can hire a virtual assistant to do it for you. You can get yeah. somebody on Fiverr to do it for probably 10 bucks a video. So if you are already a very busy agent and you just don't want to take the time, just record your video, upload it to Dropbox or Google Drive, go on Fiverr, find somebody that edits videos, give them the link, tell them what you want it to look like, say here's my logo and here's my phone number and whatever you want to include in it. And yeah. three days later, they'll send it back to you totally done. Trust me, $10 for five hours of your time beating your head against the com computer screen, totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of you who, uh, who are watching, who know, who know me and know my process, know that you know, we do work with a video editor. We have a great video editor on our team. And um, you know, I think there's some great, great professionals out there at all different price points, right? And, uh, and especially if you can work with someone who, after, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think when you're first starting out, going down that road of Fiverr can be great. And then once you kind of get into your rhythm of like, oh, this is what I like, and this is how I want things to go. I mean, with our editor, we've been able to really get into a process where he knows us so well, he knows our branding. And so it's become such an easy kind of plug and play, you know what I mean, every single month. So here, when you get a virtual assistant who will do every video that you do, yeah. you don't have to explain to them what you want it to look like because right. they just know. They know what your branding is. They know what the feel is that you're going for. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So let's talk to someone who, let's say they already have a YouTube channel. And let me just preface this by saying, <laughs> I had a YouTube channel for years. And honestly, it was like the place I just like put videos. I didn't do anything with it, right? And it was probably about three years ago where I was like, you know, <laughs> really focus more on YouTube here. And so I would imagine there's a fair amount of people who are watching who have a YouTube channel, maybe haven't done a whole lot with it. Or there's people, like I said earlier, who've maybe been doing YouTube and they've got YouTube videos up for maybe a year or two. And they're like, okay, I'm still only getting 50 views or 100 views. I only have like 100 subscribers. What are your tips for them to grow their views, grow their subscribers? Is there any kind of insider tips you can give on that? Totally. <laughs> well, we already touched on the one, which is consistency. Pick yeah. The, the how often are you going to upload? Is it going to be once every two weeks? Is it going to be once a week? I've had great success with once a week, once every two weeks. If that's all you can do, then that's all you can do. It, your channel will grow slower, but it will still grow. But if you say, I'm gonna upload on Wednesdays at 2 p.m., you have to upload on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Because if you consistently fail to show up, when you said you were going to, people will just stop tuning in. So decide what you can commit to. Don't overcommit. Don't say I'm going to do three days a week. And then after three weeks, you're like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? I can't do this. 
If you can do one day a week, I think that's amazing. If you can do one every other week, that's okay too. But declare to the world what your upload schedule is. I have it right on my cover art, my channel art, so that when they arrive on my channel, they know when I am uploading content. And that's the greatest accountability partner in the world right there. You've just declared to the whole world when you're uploading. So I yes. like that. Yeah. I also think you need to put videos on YouTube that are not just your listing tours. I see a ton of, you know, it's the virtual tour of your new listing, but nobody is looking for that on YouTube. They are looking, it's a search engine. It's not a social media platform, it's a search engine. And they are looking for information. So what are they looking to find? They might be saying, if they're sellers, they might be saying, do I really have to replace my kitchen counters with granite? Do I have to do that in order to sell? Um, is the color still gray or is that on its way out? Like, do I have to redecorate with this whole modern farmhouse style? Does my house have to look like Chip and Joanna Gaines did it? You know, they're asking those types of questions or how much does it cost to sell my house? Or how do I interview a real estate agent? How do I know who the best person is to list my house? Um, if they're buyers, they're looking for information about neighborhoods because when they go on Zillow and they look at the house, all they see is the house. They don't see what's next to the house or what it faces or how far it is from the supermarket or you know how long does it take to get to downtown? How far is it from the freeway? They don't know that stuff. So if you do a video saying, here I am in uh, Plantation Park and here's the pool and here's the playground and Kroger is only a mile away. And it takes about yeah. 15 minutes to get to the freeway entrance. And you're telling them all about this neighborhood and why it would be a nice place to live. You become the local area expert and you're the natural person for them to reach out to when they say, I'm ready to buy a house and I want to look in that neighborhood. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I think that's a, a, probably the biggest mistake I see when I look at agent and brokers YouTube channels is it's just like, it's just virtual tours or it's like this auto feed from their virtual tour company or something. And not that there's, not that there's anything wrong with a virtual tour, but like having other content on your, on your channel is it's huge. Right. So can you, can you talk a little bit about kind of, uh, you know, like the details of a, of a, of a, of a of a video, right? So how important is like the title and the description and are you using keywords, things like that? Do those make a difference? I love me some keywords. So <laughs> I come up with an idea for a video. The first thing I do is go to a keyword research tool. I love keywords everywhere because it's a plugin for Chrome, super easy to use, dirt cheap. It's like $10 for a hundred thousand credits. And okay. so let's say, what's a good example? how to buy a house with a VA loan, for example. That's my idea of what the video will be about. I go to Google and I type in how to buy a house with a VA loan, and that extension will tell me how many people are searching for it on a weekly or monthly basis, and how competitive is it? How hard would it be for a small YouTube channel to be able to rank for that term? If it turns out that only 10 people a month are searching for that video topic, well, okay, we're not gonna make we're not going to use that as the title because yeah. nobody's looking for it. Because if no one's looking for it, no one's going to find it and no one will watch it. So we were looking for something, maybe it gets 300 or 700 searches a month, but it still has pretty low competition. Now we're on to something. That's what we're going to make. It. We're going to put it in the title. We're going to put it in the description. We're going to put it in the tags. We're going to say it in the video. We're trying to tell Google what this video is about so that it has a chance of showing up in the search results. So yes, your title is very important. We want it to have the keyword in it. Mm -hmm. You can make a great looking thumbnail. Do not let YouTube choose one of the still shots from the photo, from the video because it will pick three where you're like this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Flattering. Yes. Hey, yeah. just, just to interrupt you really quick, Karen. I dropped the link to the uh, that Chrome extension keywords everywhere. I dropped okay. that link in, link into the chat. So just everyone who's watching live, or if you're watching this later. Cool. Thank you. Yes. Yes. It's literally just an extension for Chrome, and it's very very user friendly and easy to use. Um, so the thumbnail, the thumbnail, I make mine in Canva. You can make it in PicMonkey. You can make it in any of the Adobe apps. You can make it in There's a million apps for your phone. If you want to make it on your phone, but it has to be, um, 
high contrast colors so that it just jumps off the page at the viewer. Because when they're doing a search on their phone and they're looking at all of the search results, we want it to be like, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> exactly. By bright colors. If there's text on it, it has to be very little text, but a giant font so it's easy to read. And then I usually have a picture of my face on the thumbnail too. Mm -hmm. So they're getting to see my face over and over and over again. It's kind of like subliminal branding, lots of bright colors and very easy to read. Do not have, you know, 30 words of text <laughs> in like a 0.4 font size, which nobody will ever be able to read, even if... Even if they're this close to it, they still can't read what it is. So make yeah. it make it very clickable because if they don't click on it, they can't watch the video. Yeah, absolutely. We found that for sure. I think your thumbnails are are super important, and I agree with you. Having your face on there is key. And uh, I don't know if you do this, but one of the things that we learned when we first started doing videos is after I shoot all my videos, I will also take a few still photos of myself <laughs> and then I'll use those still photos for thumbnails. It's a lot easier than trying to find like a, you know, an image of yourself and, you know. Agreed. I just waited until I was having a good hair day and then I set up my phone with a three second timer. And so yeah. I took like 50 pictures and oh, then when you upload those into Canva, you can remove the background or you could go to a tool like remove.bg and remove the background. So it's just mm -hmm. out of you without all of the stuff behind you. And then you just drop that onto your thumbnail and you've already got, you know, 15, 20, however many photos you decide to use. Totally. Yeah. I'm going to drop that link in the chat also. That's a really good one. Remove background. It's um, yep. remove.bg. Awesome. Yeah, that is an awesome one. I just dropped that in the chat also. So I love that. So another question I had for you real quick, and I'm going to actually open it up to questions here. For those of you who are watching live with us, uh, let me see if I can put this cool little thing across the screen. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> so fancy. Uh, those of you watching live, let us know what questions you guys have. We're going to open it up to questions for a few minutes. Um, but one question I had, Karen, was with your YouTube videos, are you um, are you sharing your YouTube link and promoting your videos outside of YouTube? Like, are you promoting them on Instagram? Are you sending them to your email list? Are you or would you say most of your traffic just comes right because you're doing everything in YouTube? Just curious if you're driving people to your YouTube channel. The vast majority of them are coming directly from YouTube. So awesome. I do, the day that I post the video, I do share it on my Facebook business page. And yeah. sometimes I'll also then share it to my personal profile. Mm -hmm. um, I do share it on Google My Business. And back when Google Plus was still around, I was sharing it there. Even though nobody was on it, I was doing it because Google loves Google and it's a Google yeah. product. So I do share it on Google My Business and I get a decent amount of traffic to the channel from there. Mm -hmm. um, there are some that I will put in a video email and email to my database, but they're kind of few and far between, quite mm -hmm. honestly. So I yeah. really don't spend a lot of time trying to drive traffic to the YouTube channel mm -hmm. because if you're doing it right, it gets found all by itself. Um, people can search in YouTube or search on Google and find it either way. Yeah. And the, the, my best tip is that 98% of your competition is not doing this. So very easy to dominate your market when you have no competitors, right? So um, when I first moved to Savannah and I said, okay, let's see how many people are, are showing up on YouTube consistently. There was one guy that was making any sort of videos and they were, they were good. They, they were yeah. not super interesting to me, but they were okay. But he didn't know anything about keyword research. So all of his videos would get 12 views and the poor guy had eight subscribers on his channel. And when I looked a couple months ago, he was up to 12. I'm not getting any business from your channel when you've got yeah. 12 subscribers and none of the views or none of the videos are getting any amount of views. Whereas if you do it with a strategy, you will get hundreds and thousands of views. I mean, my, my most popular video on my channel is called Living in Savannah, What I Love and What I Hate. And it's like five things I love, five things I hate. Mm -hmm. 23,000 views, all organic. I've wow. never promoted that anywhere. Yeah. They find it and it gets it shows up in the search results. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. That's, that's, I mean, that's just a testament to what happens. And you have a whole chapter in your book about, um, about SEO and a lot of what you're talking about today. So 
I mean, you know, we could spend a whole day probably going through that, but it's all the book. <laughs> so let me look to see what, what questions we have. I can see a lot of positive feedback, which is, uh, which is awesome. Um, lots, of, lots of comments, which is exciting. Pam Stair says, how do you integrate your website with your YouTube channel? That's a good question. So what I do, okay, so there's a free tool called TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y, TubeBuddy.com. It's free, and then they have like three different paid programs. And I think, don't quote me, I think you can do this with a free program. When you log into it, you go to a section called Promo Materials, and there's a link. It's kind of like a bit.ly link for your most recent upload. And I take that and I embed that on the front page of my website. So whenever somebody goes to my website, every week there's a new video highlighted right at the top of the page. And I don't have to do that because it, I put the link in and it pulls it from the YouTube channel without my having to do anything about it. So I set it up wow. one time, took all of 10 minutes, and yeah. then you have to touch it again. So that's awesome. I wow. also find that the videos that are the top performers on my channels you should go make a blog post that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. So section of your website where you can write articles, whether it's called an article or a blog or a page, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. You'll let's say it was living in Savannah, what I love and what I hate. You make a blog post living in Savannah, what I love and what I hate. <laughs> yeah. You embed the YouTube video in that blog post and you have links to other pages on your site. And maybe you have a link to the chamber of commerce. or you have a link to greatschools.org or whatever you want to direct them to. Sure. And Boy, Google loves that. When you've got a Google post and a Google video and you stick them together, you <laughs> rank all freaking day. Google loves that stuff. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That's one of the things we do as well with our weekly videos. We will uh, turn them into a blog post, get them on our site as well. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, have uh, will transcribe their videos. You can turn those into a blog post by tra transcribing them as well. So I, I, I totally agree. I can see a few of you asking about that Chrome extension link. I put that back in the in the chat one more time. Uh, KeywordsEverywhere.com is the yep. link for that. I put that in, and then I also put the TubeBuddy TubeBuddy link in the in the yeah, chat. Okay, right. TubeBuddy, uh, <laughs> Tube exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> really nice little features like that that help you. Just I don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna embed the video somewhere else. Yeah. Don't do it manually every single week. Let it happen yeah. automatically. Exactly. So I can see a few people uh, asked about length of video. Benji asked that, and uh, a few other people asked about. Uh, Linda Whitcomb also asked that length of video recommendation. Do you have any okay. recommendations for that? Yes. So on social media, the historically what they've said short, right? Because people don't have any attention span, yeah. and also because. They were scrolling through their news feed. They were not looking for the information. So we got to stop the scroll and it's got to be like short and punchy to make them stop. Yeah. But on YouTube, they were looking for it. They mm -hmm. typed it into the search bar or YouTube said, you watched this video once before. So we think you might like to watch this one because it's on the same topic. So they're putting it in front of the ideal viewer for you or the people were manually looking for that video. So mm -hmm. that, it can be longer. Um, I tend to average between like four and six minutes for the majority of my videos, but the one that's performing the best that has 23,000 views, it's 10 minutes long. Wow. Not a short video. Yeah. And they don't even have to watch it all the way to the end. If they're watching 50% of it, 60% of it, it still performs very, very well. So 50% of a 10 minute long video is better than 100% of a one minute video. <laughs> YouTube wants you to stay on their platform as long as possible. Absolutely. So I would say shoot for an absolute minimum of probably mm -hmm. minutes, but more to the like five, six, seven minute mark is good. However, don't just keep talking for the sake <laughs> of it longer. Say yeah. what you need to say and then shut up like we don't need to do <laughs> going and going because be repetitive and you don't want to be boring and you don't want us to keep saying um uh as you're trying to think of what to say next so if it ends up being only three minutes long that's fine yeah. but i find that like four five six is usually pretty good for not only satisfying the algorithm algorithm but also being 
a reasonable length for people to watch the majority of the video. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I want to be respectful of your time. I know we uh, we said 30 or 40 minutes, so we're getting towards <laughs> the end of that. Uh, do you have just a couple more, couple more minutes yeah, to hang on? Okay, awesome. So um, I, I, I don't think we'll be able to answer everyone's questions, but I'm going to pick just a couple more, and then um, I know I'll be hopping in the chat later, and I'll answer as many questions as I can later. And, and Karen, if you have some time, I know you're a busy lady, but if you have some time maybe to, to hop in and answer a couple questions that sure. you may have missed, that would be awesome. Um, I love seeing the, all the engagement. It's, uh, it's really, really exciting. Kendra says, girl power to my two favorite girls. We appreciate you both. <laughs> oh, shout out to you, Kendra. I love that. Uh, let's see here. Carrie asks, Carrie Davis asks, what happens if you're working two markets? Do you have a channel for each? Do you have one channel for both? That's a good question. So if your two markets are New York and Florida, I think you need two different channels. If your two markets are New Hampshire and Vermont, because you're right on the border, I think that can be the same channel. Because within like, I don't know, a 30 mile radius, for example, you just happen to straddle the border. I think that's okay to have that together on the same channel. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you're a snowbird and you go to Florida for six months of the year, the person that you're trying to reach in Florida is not the same person that you're trying to reach in New York. So I think that would have to be two different channels. That's or if you are um, like the, the recruiter for your office, but you also are licensed. If you're making videos to attract buyers and sellers, that's a different channel from the videos that are trying to attract agents to come work in your, your office. So think about who your ideal viewer is. If it's not the same person, then two different channels. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, Jonathan Palmore is here, he says, Karen, great information. Thank you so much for sharing. Katie, thanks, you always have awesome topics. Oh, shout out, Jonathan. Yeah, that's awesome, appreciate that. Um, I wanted to also address this one question I saw pop up. Um, Jeff and Sarah Johnson chimed in. They said, hi, Karen, how do you recommend teams for their YouTube channel? We have four agents. They all have a different niche. Should we have a playlist for each niche? That's interesting because I formed a team and we all make videos together on the same channel, but we all have the same niche. However, if your team members have different, like let's say you have one that's a listing specialist and one that works with millennials and one that works with, I don't know, move up buyers, I don't see any reason why each person couldn't make their own content for the channel um, because your niche would be your area. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's helpful to niche down further than just the geographic area, but yeah. The way that you're doing it where everybody has their own area of expertise, I think that's okay because yeah. you'll still be able to pull people into your channel um, and each person would have their own their own specialty. I think that's okay. But I, yeah. I really recommend that each person get on camera and make their own videos because then when the lead comes in and it gets dispersed, they're thinking, oh, I've seen that person's videos too. It's not only you as the team leader. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Good advice. Okay, so I want to put a few links up here because I know a lot of you are like, how can I get the book? So let me put up a link here to Karen's book. Hold on, I want to make sure I spell your name right, Karen. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Exactly. It's never right. anything personal about this except when I go to Germany. Absolutely. So I'm going to drop a link in here. I would highly recommend for the, all of you watching live, or maybe you're listening on the replay, like. What I love about this book, it's like, it's literally 90 pages. You could read it in a few hours. It is a super easy read and it is awesome for someone who's just getting started or if you've been on YouTube a while and you're like, okay, I have like 40 subscribers. I really need to like step it up, like totally worth it. So I put the link down here. It's youtubeforagents.site forward slash book. You can also just go to Amazon, of course, and just search uh, YouTube for real estate agents. Is it Kindle version two, or is it just paperback? Karen. Kindle, paperback, and Audible. Yes, all three. And by the way, it says, learn how to get free real estate leads and never cold call again. So if you're tired of cold calling, and let me just say, it is such a better way of doing business when people call you up or email you or Facebook message you, and they're like, like you know, they're like, Karen, like they feel like they're, you know, you're like best friends because they know you. I know. I was talking with a guy this morning. I can't remember where he's from. He was asking me, 
Like what, what do you use to get business? Do you have a Vulcan dialer? And do you, and I said, I would rather poke my eyeballs out with a fork than call strangers for two hours a day for business. That's just not how I want to spend my day. I would much rather call me and say, I've been following you for so long. We're ready to sell our house. Will you come over and tell us what we need to do to get it ready for the market? And Where, bring the listing agreement because we're going to find it the minute you walk in the door. Wouldn't you rather have conversations like that? And mm-hmm. yes, it takes longer. And maybe you don't get as many leads as if you were randomly calling FISBOs for two hours a day. But quality of the leads you get will be a thousand times better. You're not going to have them beat you up over your commission because they see your value. They've already decided that they like you and they trust you enough to call you when you tell them how much you charge, they're not going to try to nickel and dime you to death because they're already aware of the value that you're providing. The whole Mm -hmm. time your conversation and your relationship with that person is completely different. And I will do that all day long over cold calling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you also have um, a challenge coming up, right? A a five day YouTube challenge coming up. So Yes. I would imagine for a lot of people listening, they would be all about that. So, I hope so. so here's what we're doing. We're starting on Monday, February 24th. I'm going to go live each day in my Facebook group, not on YouTube. Yes. And it is called Turn Subscribers Into Sales. We're going to overhaul your YouTube channel so that you can start getting business from it. And we're going to talk about the channel art and how do you pick your niche and um you know, all the different things, a great call to action at the end of the video. We didn't really have time to get into that, but if you know anyone looking to buy or sell, call me. That's not a great call to action, but what do you do at the end of your video that will get people to reach out to you and ask for your help? So that starts on Monday, the 24th. I'm going to go live each day at 3 p.m. Eastern, but there will be replays in case that's just a terrible time for you. And Katie's putting the link in the, the description. So if you want to sign up for that, it's totally free. Feel free to join us. It starts on Monday. Awesome. So I put the link right here, but I also dropped it in the chat also. And I know we dropped a lot of links because Karen gave so many great resources. So after this Facebook Live is done, uh, I'm going to go back to this original post. I'm going to edit the post and I'm going to add all the links in. So give me a few minutes afterwards, everyone (laughs) who was watching live. But that way you don't have to like comb through all the comments to find all the links. I always like to and that's a little side Facebook Live tip. If you do a Facebook Live and you're giving lots of tips and resources, like go back for all the people who watch the replay and make all those resources easy to find. So um, I love that. Yes, I highly recommend sign up for the challenge because there's so much we couldn't cover, obviously. And I love that you're going to talk about call to action because I think that's a huge, huge thing, how to find your niche, all the stuff that Karen's talking about. So sign up for that. Totally free. I, you know, I am, I'm not affiliated with Karen in any way. I'm just a fan. I think she's awesome. And when someone does something awesome and like her book and what she's doing, I like to highlight that. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, all right, well, we are at the end here today. I know that we, uh, you know, we had so many people tune in, which is awesome. We didn't quite get to everyone's questions, but like I said earlier, I'm going to hop back in the chat later on today and uh, try to answer as many questions as I can. And um, if, if Karen has a few spare minutes, I know she's a busy lady, <laughs> but maybe later today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As well. Uh, any last words of wisdom, Karen, any last tips or anything else you want to share or any other places you want people to find you? The floor is yours. Oh boy. All right. So if you've thought about doing video and you just have, you keep stalling and you keep telling yourself, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll eventually start. Listen, the longer you wait to get started, the longer it's going to be before you're getting multiple leads a day. I am getting multiple leads a day from people who want to buy or sell a house in my market. If that's what you want, you've got to stop stalling. You Video is no longer an option. It's now required. Okay. And if you start doing it in a way that has a strategy that will attract clients that will pay you and you will get a commission check at the end of the transaction, you got to stop saying, I'm going to start and just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be there. Okay. So start. I love that. And if you're listening to this live, you know, today is February 21st, the day we're recording this. And so you maybe you're listening to this live. Maybe you're listening to this a few weeks or a few months down the road because you happened upon this replay. Like, you know, there's no time like the present. Like, start today. 
And you know, was, I heard like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second <laughs> time to plant a tree is now. Same thing with you. Exactly. And the, really the, the last thing I want to add on is, and I don't know if everyone heard this, is that you will win in your market by doing this because there is such an opportunity, not just for doing video, but doing it consistently. And I can just, I mean, I know you see this, Karen. It's like, it's one thing to like, oh, get fired up and you do one here and one here. It is a whole nother thing when you, like you're doing, you've committed to it every single Monday and it just becomes a routine and people get used to it. And like, that is when the machine happens. Like, I cannot tell you guys, that is, that is the secret sauce right there. <laughs> that is it. And I don't overwhelm myself by saying, okay, I made the video and now I'm going to repurpose it into an IG story and an Instagram. Uh, you know, I, I, I really try to keep it simple. That is my platform of choice. And I've gone 100% in with my platform of choice. When you get super busy, if you want to hire an assistant who will then do all of that repurposing for you, fine. But master the one platform first so that you're not overwhelmed. I mean, I literally do one thing a week, and that's make the video. It's not overwhelming. Yeah. It makes it easy to show up and do it consistently. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Karen, this has been awesome. I so appreciate this. This was such a hot topic. I mean, we have like nearly 100 people who watched us live right now. And so that just shows me like how people are hungry for this type of information and this type of learning. So thank you everyone who watched us live today. You guys are awesome. Your your time is your most precious gift and you gave that to, to us today. So I'm so valuable and so so uh, thankful <laughs> for that today. Um, and if you watch later on the replay, make sure you comment and let us know that you tuned in. And those of you who have a YouTube channel, drop your link to the YouTube channel that you have below. Uh, even if you're like, oh, I don't want anyone to see it, just drop it in below. That way we can, we can see what you're doing and we can connect with you. Make sure you sign up for Karen's five-day challenge. That link is in the chat below. That's going to be awesome. Make sure, if anything, you get a copy of the book because it's uh, – it's it's a no-brainer. You got to get a copy of it. It's, it'll it'll help you uh, tremendously. So, anyways, thank you again, Karen. You are awesome. I so appreciate it. I'm sending you a virtual high five. <laughs> all right, we will uh, we will see you guys all next time. Have an awesome day. And by the way, if you like these Facebook lives, turn your notifications on because I'm doing more and more Facebook lives, and we love to bring on awesome people like Karen. So. If you like content like this, turn your notifications on so you get uh, notified when we're live. <laughs> Alrighty, have a great day. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this podcast, I'd love if you'd subscribe and leave me a review. Also, make sure you visit me over at katielance.com where you can sign up for our free email newsletter, find out about upcoming events I'm speaking at, and check out what our Get Social Smart Academy is all about. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.